The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned, but the one who does not believe is condemned already for not having believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. I don't know if anyone here does jigsaw puzzles. I don't really have the patience needed to finish them, but I know of some who love these puzzles and even go to yard sales to find cheap ones. That has to be a real gamble, though, to buy puzzles that have already been opened. There's no way to know if there are any missing pieces till the end, and without every single piece, a puzzle is incomplete. The full image remains clouded. Or maybe some here have tried playing a card game with a deck that's missing a few cards. It just doesn't work. Not even solitaire works without a complete deck. When sharing the good news, we're eager to describe God as being loving, as as being love, but explaining the Trinity is just a bit more difficult because it's a mystery. So it's easy to shy away from discussing the Trinity. But our teachings on the Trinity is a core part of our faith. And without it, describing our faith would be like playing a card game without all the cards or like trying to finish a puzzle that has missing pieces. The Christian teachings about the Trinity are important not just because they're about God, but because they reveal things about us and about love, too. The fires we're witnessing, both out east and out west, really highlight the changing climate our planet is currently experiencing. I know there's lots of great debates about causes and future effects of climate change that go well over my head and probably over the heads of many experts, too. But I believe climate change is a great example of how uh, that reveals how all God's creation is connected. Rising sea temperatures and the South Pacific make a difference in weather patterns on the other side of the world. Factories opened and closed over a hundred years ago continue to have an effect today. Across both space and time, it seems that all God's creation is connected. There's a unity built right into the many things God has created.
Really, this shouldn't be a surprise for Christians, as Jesus has shown that our Maker is a unity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit aren't created beings, of course, but these three persons exist as one united God without division. An examination of God's work throughout history uncovers a being who wishes for creation to mirror his own unity. God the Father has sent many prophets to gather and unite his people by disclosing his will and law. God the Son is seen present in the darkest of all places to gather and unite God's people through the forgiveness of sin. God the Holy Spirit continues to gather and unite all through the adoption offered in baptism. God gathers and unites all of creation so it might reflect the unity and love of the Trinity. We see a similar example in marriage, too, and today we're happy to offer blessings to Phil and Kristen on their 25th anniversary. They are here, right? Okay, great. Father Darlington's going to offer uh, a blessing for them as they renew their commitment to one another shortly. And uh, for th- th- they offer for us another great example Uh, Their love is kind of another great example of the love that's found in the unity of the Trinity. The Christian teachings about the Trinity are important, not just because they're about God, but because they're about healing, too. Recognizing how each of us exists as independent beings, there's always a temptation to invent ourselves, to decide for ourselves who we are, how we'll be treated and even labeled. It's an attempt to be a puzzle piece that needs no puzzle. And there's no unity in this. Jesus never called on his disciples to invent themselves, but to discern who they were created to be. This is where we find the full picture of ourselves, by discerning how we're called to fit in the great puzzle of creation. This is where we begin to mirror the love of God by seeking out how we're connected to the rest of all that God has made. Last weekend, we reflected on the Holy Spirit, especially on how the Holy Spirit makes great saints from good people. We're all good people, of course, but we know we've been called to greatness. While the saints are all great, each in their own unique way, One common quality all saints seem to share is a desire to gather. Like God, the saints have worked to gather and unite God's people and creation, and they did so by making use of the many gifts given to them by the Holy Spirit. This can leave us wishing to receive special gifts from the Holy Spirit, too. We're often wondering how we might receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit Today, First, to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I think we must first be generous with what God has already given. We often ask more for God, even for more good things that we expect he would want us to have. We might ask for more faith or hope. We might ask for the gifts of wisdom or understanding. But what about the gifts we've already received? Why expect the Holy Spirit to give the gift of healing to someone who might be unwilling to first visit the sick? 
Why expect the Holy Spirit to give the gift of tongues to someone who may be unwilling to share the good news? Why should the Holy Spirit bless someone with financial gifts who is unwilling to make sacrifices? The fact is that each of us have already received gifts, and while I have no doubt that God wishes to give his people even more, he first expects us to be generous, to make good use of what's already been given. Our parish, too, has been given many great gifts, and all of you make up the best of those gifts. You're the great gifts our parish has already received. So for our parish to continue to grow, I believe God may expect us to make good use of what he's already given. This is part of the pastoral plan that's been developed to recognize how God has already given our parish many great gifts and to discern how best to use what God has already given. After reflecting on all the feedback that was received through, through those surveys that went out years ago and wanting to make great use of God's gifts, there's now a part-time job opening here. The person in this role would hopefully contribute first by improving on our communication both in print and electronic form through social media and in other ways too. Good communication is a requirement for good unity. The person in this role would also work with all those who serve here by making sure they are served, by creating opportunities for people to serve and by making sure that all who serve are truly appreciated. Finally, the person in this role would help aid, would help add to our welcome. We're fortunate to live in a community that's rapidly growing. We see new people in our church all the time. Our welcome can always improve, so all who come through the doors here feel at home. Uh, there's a description of this position found on the bulletin board at the entrance and in the bulletin online. Later, we'll look at service to youth too, but some feedback we've received highlights uh, a need for youth ministry to have a family connection as well, so there's still some thought, prayer, and discussion needed uh, for that. Today, though, I would like to ask for help with our sacramental preparation. I said last week I'd be asking for lots of help. Now, we're fortunate we already have a great team of catechists that work to prepare children for the sacraments. But feedback received reveals that while what is taught to the children who come here is good, busy families need some extra flexibility in how their children are prepared. To offer good flexibility, we need help. As I said, we have some good catechists, so we may not be looking for people to have to directly teach to children, but we can use some apprentices just to be present and assist the children who come to prepare. Time-wise, ideally, it would be great to have help for even five sessions with the children, but it's always great to have any help, and we'll work around people's schedules. As a description of our faith remains incomplete without the teachings on the Trinity, each of us and our parish remains incomplete without respecting how we're each connected to the rest of creation, 
without acknowledging how God's given us many gifts, and without making use of the great gifts we've all received to build unity among God's people and his creation. Gracious Father, source of all love and harmony, we humbly implore you to send your spirit to build unity among your people. May the bond of the Holy Trinity inspire us to embrace our diversity, to love one another unconditionally, and to work together as a single body, reflecting the love found in your divine unity to the world. Through our shared faith and mutual respect, may we shine as a beacon of hope and bring healing and reconciliation wherever there is division. Amen.